Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This morning, vaccine wars escalate. Tensions to come to a head at National Cabinet. Scott Morrison out of isolation and entering a political brawl. Queensland lockdown wait, new cases and new exposure sites as the state holds out for a Freedom Friday announcement. Sydney's COVID clusters, hospital wards and a nursing home locked down. The Premier hints at extending restrictions. And princes unite. William and Harry come together for Princess Diana's 60th birthday. This is 7 News with Jodie Spears. Good morning. Queenslanders will this morning learn whether parts of the state will be free from lockdown. Two new local cases were recorded yesterday. One is linked to the Portuguese restaurant cluster. The other is a mystery, a woman who works at Brisbane International Airport. Despite her infection risk, health authorities are confident that COVID numbers will remain low. It is very, very encouraging news at this stage. It comes as health experts consider mandating vaccines for staff who work in COVID hospitals to prevent more outbreaks and keep Queensland from being locked down. There are fears Sydney's COVID outbreak will surge after a growing number of infections were recorded in the community. The state has a total of 195 active cases. 24 were recorded yesterday, but half of those infected weren't following health advice to isolate while symptomatic. A nursing home is also in lockdown after three workers tested positive. A number of those cases were people who were conducting work in the last few days, uh, some with symptoms, and we can't continue to have that happen. The Premier has hinted Greater Sydney's lockdown could be extended if cases continue rising. A map showing the locations of all COVID exposure sites throughout the country can now be accessed online. The website gives a detailed breakdown of each spot and the exact times when a COVID carrier was there. COVID danger zones, like shops, restaurants, bars and public transport. Areas we need to steer clear of from first exposure until the all clear. When we have outbreaks happening, I think this in, in, information is important for everybody. Keeping up with exactly where and when COVID outbreaks happen near you or interstate can be nigh impossible. 
Now Australian researchers have the solution. A new contact tracing tool. Easily accessible maps highlighting current COVID exposure sites on your phone, PC, laptop. Sourced from um, hospitals, health departments, and it brings all of that data together into one place. These are the places that infected people have been to. Called CRISPR, the map is interactive. You can zoom into hotspots, even specific addresses and venues, to see data and warnings on outbreaks as they happen. You can also receive alerts about your area, like during the bushfires. It is also potentially useful for people like uh, doctors, like GPs, to see what's happening around their clinic. The map is updated every hour, showing locations of the latest infections. It's available from today on the web. Helen Wellings, 7 News. Firefighters have fought to save a row of businesses in the New South Wales Southern Highlands. Flames engulfed a restaurant in Bowral at around 9pm. The fire was extinguished within an hour, but a large part of the shopping strip was damaged by the blaze. Power has finally been restored to all the homes in Melbourne's east, hit by last month's devastating storm. More than 220,000 customers were left in the dark. Crews had to be brought in from interstate to get the grid back up and running. The government has announced more than $8 million will be given to local councils to help with the recovery. In breaking news, the Trump Organisation and its chief financial officer have pleaded not guilty to fraud and tax crimes. The charges were part of a sweeping inquiry into Donald Trump's business practices. Prosecutors allege the organisation engaged in a 15-year tax scheme. Princes William and Harry have put aside their differences, uniting to unveil a statue of their late mother Diana on what would have been her 60th birthday. The statue is a reflection of the people's princess who touched the lives of countless individuals around the world. It's the sight Diana would have wanted. Her two sons, William and Harry, side by side in the gardens of Kensington Palace, showing no sign of the feud currently tearing the royal family apart. We remember her love, strength and character, they said in a joint statement. Every day we wish she was still with us. And our hope is that this statue will be seen forever as a symbol of her life and her legacy. Diana's two sisters and her brother among a handful of guests at the small ceremony. Here we have something which again is very formal, which is very accessible, which is not really on a plinth, it's just a series of steps. I think it's much more approachable and it relates very much to how the princess was in real life. Diana not alone, but surrounded by three children and in the outfit she wore in her 1993 Christmas card, her first separated from Prince Charles. The palace says the statue reflects her warmth, elegance and energy. Gardeners remember her caring nature. You were often very concerned about how we were, whether we were too hot or we were too cold and was everyone well. A royal now immortalised in bronze, forever watching over her boys. In many ways bronze confers immortality by the very nature that it will last a thousand or two thousand years. In London, Hugh Whitfeld, 7 News. A woman who returned to Australia from New York to see her dying father had her wish granted yesterday. Dad and daughter reunited after a hotel quarantine delay. But a second woman's story couldn't be more different. Her father died yesterday afternoon while she was stuck in quarantine.
The tale of two heartaches, one woman allowed to see her dying dad, another denied an exemption. I'm just devastated. I'm, I'm devastated. <laughs> Gillian Hanna has spent 11 agonising days in a Sydney hotel. Desperately trying to get to her father as he lost his battle with melanoma in a Melbourne hospital. I said what I needed to say and, you know, that, that's the last moment, so get with him. Mm. Her story remarkably similar to that of Anna Coffey, both vaccinated, both from the US, both in the same Sydney hotel. But Anna did get the chance to see her dad and say goodbye. Finding out that they that they gave the, the same exemption to someone else just, you know, it breaks my heart. New South Wales Health says it tries to show compassion in all cases, but is simply being overwhelmed by all of these requests given so many people from other states are quarantining here in Sydney. Those who've been through the ordeal are now calling for a consistent national approach to end-of-life cases. So helpful to everybody who's going through this type of tragedy if these things were just more clearly defined from the, from the government. Amelia Brace, 7 News. The political brawl surrounding conflicting advice on Australia's vaccine rollout could come to a head this morning as the Prime Minister and State Premiers square off in National Cabinet. Let's go live now to political reporter Taylor Aiken. Good morning, Taylor. Tension between the federal and state governments has been simmering for weeks. Very much so, Jody. Good morning with the Prime Minister, Scott Morrison, hoping today can be the day that the, he gets all leaders back on the same page. The Prime Minister will finish his two-week quarantine period at the Lodge this morning and will dial in to Premiers remotely here from here at Parliament House to meet with those Premiers and Chief Ministers to discuss the unfolding out COVID outbreaks sweeping across the country. Also on the agenda will be the vaccine rollout, a very key topic and recent changes to eligibility criteria that will see AstraZeneca vaccine be allowed to be given to those aged under 40 once they have consulted with their GPs. Uh, yesterday, Queensland Chief Health Officer Jeanette Young doubling down on her comments that this new advice was dangerous, but other state and territory leaders saying they will stick to the health advice. Please, can I just stop all this? This is getting absolutely silly. I am giving my advice. I'm a doctor. Just follow the health advice. The advice I've given is very much consistent with the TAGI advice. Don't take medical advice from, from, from members of parliament. Take medical and you know, polys. Take your advice from your GP. State leaders also willing to discuss quarantine caps. Some leaders hoping that they can reduce those caps until vaccination numbers increase. Jody. OK, Taylor Aiken, thank you. A 30-year-old man has been arrested after a fatal hit-and-run in Melbourne's east. A motorcyclist was struck by a vehicle in Cranbourne North yesterday morning and died at the scene. Police say the driver briefly stopped before then driving off. Shocked drivers have been forced to avoid a high-speed head-on after an SUV suddenly did a U-turn and came racing towards them north of Sydney. It was all caught on dash cam, with police warning the driver to expect a visit. On her way to work driving south on the M1, Charmaine Conyers had the shock of her life. The green car in front suddenly swerving to miss an oncoming SUV going the wrong way. Bloody hell. That's insane. Oh. 
That's crazy. Charmaine said, We're all very lucky the Green Commodore acted quickly and others on the road doing the right thing. It was right where Sydney-bound traffic goes from a 90-kilometre limit to 110. The SUV had been heading south on the motorway when the driver apparently missed the Mooney Mooney turn-off. We're told the driver then did a U-turn, incredibly heading back up the motorway as cars approached at great speed, narrowly avoiding a head-on collision. Another car only seconds away in the same lane. Wow, that's pretty scary stuff. Charmaine has told 7 News she kept watching that driver in her rearview mirror as the driver kept going up the M1 the wrong way before doing another U-turn and taking the Mooney Mooney exit. Police have the dash cam vision and hope to speak with the driver. Evan Batten, 7 News. A truck driver has escaped serious injury after slamming into a pole in Sydney's south. The moment of impact was caught on camera. The crash at Cogra Bay brought down power lines, disrupting traffic for four hours while repairs were carried out. Checking finance now, the Dow Jones is trading higher this morning. The Nasdaq is also up. In London, the FTSE added and Germany's DAX gained. Closer to home, Japan's Nikkei closed down 84 points. Hong Kong's Hang Seng also down. The All Lords finished the session 43 points lower and the ASX 200 also in the red. On the commodities market, gold is trading at 1,773 US dollars an ounce, oil 75 US dollars a barrel, the Aussie dollar buying 74.63 US cents, 83 Japanese yen and $1.07 New Zealand. US President Joe Biden is visiting the devastating scene of a collapsed apartment building in Miami. 18 people have been confirmed dead as structural concerns halt the search for survivors. Let's go live now to US correspondent David Woywood. Good morning, David. The president spoke with rescuers today. Jody, good morning. Yes, and it's been an incredibly thankful Joe Biden that has met with these rescuers today. He has uh, shaken their hands and he has praised their incredibly brave efforts in this search and rescue operation. And as we speak, the president is still meeting with families that still have loved ones missing. Uh, Joe Biden has empathised with these crews and these families. Of course, this is a man who has suffered so much personal loss in his life. His first wife and daughter killed in a car crash and he's actually drawn on that personal experience today. Uh, the President also met with local officials. He's called for a bipartisan approach to the recovery effort, pledging to pick up 100% of that reconstruction bill. There's going to be a lot of pain and, and anxiety and suffering and even the need for psychological help um, in, the, in the days and months that follow. And so we're not going anywhere. Um, Thank you, Mr. No, for real. As for that search and rescue effort, a little bit of a setback in the past few hours or so with uh, fears the rest of the building could actually collapse, halting that mission for the moment, Jody. Very sad. OK, thanks, David. Residents of a community north of Vancouver have been forced to flee their homes as a wildfire rages through a record heatwave. Parts of the country are experiencing temperatures as high as 49.6 degrees. Virgin Orbit has completed its first commercial mission, launching seven satellites. Boeing 747, better known as Cosmic Girl, took off north of Los Angeles, carrying the company's Launcher One rocket. The rocket separated from the aircraft roughly an hour into the trip, successfully sending the small satellites into Earth's orbit. 
In sport, Gold Coast have caused one of the biggest upsets of the AFL season, defeating reigning Premier's Richmond at Marvel Stadium. Suns midfielder Took Miller racked up 36 disposals and young gun Ben King booted four goals in the 10-point win, the club's first win against Richmond since 2014. The rest of the round's fixture has been locked in, but questions remain beyond this weekend. The MCG will host a double-header tomorrow for the first time since 1986. Fremantle will play Carlton tomorrow night, just hours after the Demons take on the Giants. Staff will have just two hours to usher fans out of the ground and get the stadium ready for the second match. Melbourne have become the first NRL team in history to score 40 points 10 times in a season, with a 46-0 thrashing of the Roosters in wet and slippery conditions in Newcastle. Josh Adokar scored his fifth career hat-trick as his side kept the Roosters scoreless. Having already served one suspension this year, Daniel Saluka Fafita was sin-binned for a late shot on Cameron Munster. Despite struggling with her serve at times, Ash Barty has defeated Russian Anna Blinkova in straight sets to advance to the third round at Wimbledon. Really a few points here and there and it could have been a different story, so I think I'm, I'm happy to be able to get through and get another opportunity to play. With slick shots like this, it's no surprise Nick Kyrgios is also through in a spectacular day for the Aussies. Jordan Thompson, James Duckworth and Ilo Tomljanovic also advance to the next round. Tour de France officials have withdrawn their lawsuit against the fan who caused that huge pile-up during the first stage of the iconic race. The 30-year-old had her back to the peloton as she held a sign-up for the cameras, later handing herself in to police. And Mark Cavendish has claimed a career 30-second stage win, taking out stage six just two days after his stage four win. A lot like Back to the Future, inventors in Slovakia are taking to the skies in a flying car. Their prototype has just completed a successful flight. Called the Air Car, it can transform from a road vehicle to an aircraft in under three minutes, but it needs a few more safety checks before it is made commercially available. Taking a look at the weather around the country now, troughs in the east are being fed by moist winds, bringing showers to the east coast and rain with the odd storm to Queensland and New South Wales. An approaching front is causing showers to develop in southern South Australia, southwestern Victoria and western Tasmania. A high is keeping elsewhere clear. Around the capitals today, Brisbane has showers heading for a top of 21 degrees. Sydney mostly sunny, 19 the top. Canberra a late shower heading for 13. Melbourne showers and 16. Hobart cloudy and 14. Adelaide showers 13 degrees the top. Perth mostly sunny and 20. And Darwin sunny and 33 degrees. And that's seven early news for this Friday, the 2nd of July 2021.